On this episode of Life and Lessons, I cover one of the things I was very fortunate for in 2019. I talk about how you can design an environment to help you hit your New Year's resolutions, and I explain why I might just be a massive hypocrite. Here we go, we're back, I'm back, you're back, we're all back. It's episode number three of Life and Lessons. I hope you're well, I'm glad we're both back here again. Uh, there's a slight change of scenery for me today, not that you can tell if you're listening, but I'm back in Corby for the Christmas and New Year period, and so here I am, sat in my bedroom, recording this episode on the most makeshift setup you could possibly imagine, but importantly, I'm using the same microphone, so hopefully this sounds okay to you. Um, I'll get straight into it. This has been a, a busy week, but a fairly uneventful one. There's been lots of work stuff, but not in the usual sense. And by that, I mean that uh, with Christmas just around the corner, this week has been packed full of meetings with clients going for breakfasts and dinners and giving out gifts and all sorts. But that's that's it really. From an actual tangible here are the things I've done this week point of view, there's not a great deal. There was work and meetings and lots of last minute Amazon Christmas shopping. Oh, and actually last night when I got back to Corby, I completely rearranged my bedroom and got rid of my TV and made a bunch of changes to help me sleep and work better whilst I'm here. But other than that, a fairly uneventful week. And truthfully, if I'm honest, the highlight of this week has been thanks to you. Thanks to the people who have listened to this podcast so far, who have given me your time and your attention to listen to something that's completely unproven and something which probably at this point doesn't yet make all that much sense. And more than that, to the people who have messaged me about the last couple of episodes, some of you just to say that you've listened, but others to send really thoughtful Uh, messages and feedback and stories about some of the things I've spoken about. Uh, Lewis and Christian and Chaz and Alex and Jamie and Brandon and Sam and Kevin and Andrew and Jacqueline and anybody who I accidentally missed from that list. I really appreciate you all. We're three weeks into this. I'm three weeks into this. And truthfully, it, it still feels a little bit weird. Uh, But you know, there's 49, at least 49 more weeks to go. And so that means for me, there's a whole lot still to learn and still to improve and to get to grips with. But at this point, I just really appreciate every single one of you for supporting this from the very beginning. I've said this a couple of times now, but this truly is quite therapeutic for me to uh, collect all of my thoughts from an entire week and then sit in solitude and speak those thoughts into a microphone and then sit on my own and upload that audio file to the internet. But then having done all of that for already over a hundred of you to have taken the time to listen to this, to me, that's amazing. And so that's how I wanted to start this episode, a little bit off cuff, but just to say thank you right now for listening. And thank you to everybody who has supported this podcast so far. Um, It really does mean more more to me than, than you can imagine. It really does. And so I'll end this point by saying this. I feel very fortunate. 
And that actually leads me quite nicely on to my next four. Something else that I feel very fortunate for as we close out the year and I've taken a little bit of time to reflect on how far uh, things have come in the last 12 months is I feel fortunate for the clients that we have at Dream. Let me explain something. Uh, If you listen to episode number one, you'll remember me telling you that ever since a young age, I've always really liked working. The side projects that me and Lewis started, or Corby Magazine, or Young Apprentice, or launching and running Magnate, I've always been up to something. But all of those things, working on all of those things, has, has always felt quite lonely. Lonely in the sense that it has been me and one or two other people ploughing away at a business, one project with one aim and very few feedback loops. There was never anybody to compare notes with, never anybody to work alongside, never anyone on the same journey with the same goals. It always felt like it was us against everybody else. But in a way, with Dream, the situation is almost entirely different. With every one of our clients, we're on somewhat of a joint journey with a joint set of goals and some really great, smart, like-minded people are along with us on the ride. You know, this year we've taken on a fair few new clients and we've also, uh, I think it's correct to say, retained every single client that we started the year with. And so that makes me feel fortunate for two reasons. Firstly, it's, it's a feedback loop for me on a personal level that the work that we're doing at Dream for and on behalf of our clients is working and is making a real difference to real businesses. When I came into this marketing game, uh, relative to now, I knew very little. And when Dream first started, we were a very different business. But a lot has changed since then for the better. Uh, and the results that we've achieved for our clients this year, the work that we've done, the clients that we have won and continued to retain, and the foundation that we're moving into the new year with, they all make me feel very fortunate to have been able to start and grow a business and to be trusted by each of our clients with all of the marketing that we take care of. I'm I'm doing what I love, work excites me, and I can tangibly feel the rate at which we're continuously learning and evolving and it just makes me feel really fortunate for what we have and excited for the future but then there's an there's another layer to all of this and it's the second reason that I feel so fortunate for the clients that we have and let me just context this by showing absolute sincerity because I'm sure that most of our clients are not listening to this so there's no end game in me saying this right now but all of our clients are really interesting smart switched on individuals and I genuinely feel very lucky to be able to work alongside them from growing startups working with us to launch into new locations right through to uh, a multinational PLC with an investor relations website the businesses that we work with are really varied in almost every way But one thing that they all seem to share is that they are all headed up by great people. And so I feel very fortunate that it's my job and therefore a large part of my life to spend my time working alongside these people, pushing for mutual goals, celebrating successes and learning from people who all 
share a drive to do better. Work didn't really feel like work this year. And I think that that is down in no small part to our clients. And that makes me feel very fortunate. Okay, so the next thing that has been occupying my mind this week is entirely unrelated to that. So there's no smooth way for me to segue into this, right? If you listened to last week's episode, you'll remember I spoke about habits and where I think that they can take me as an individual this year. Uh, You'll also remember that I said something which may have struck you as unusual. I said that something like this, our habits are really fucking powerful and relying on willpower alone to change those habits is as good as pointless. And I stand by that statement. If willpower is the only thing on your side when you're trying to change your habits, you may as well give up now. Habits don't change because you suddenly have an urge to do better. Long-term behaviours aren't altered because you suddenly decide to change. At least not for a majority of people a majority of the time. Motivation is fickle. Life gets in the way of your best intentions and uh, most of the time at least habits fail. Particularly around this time of year. And so if you're sat here right now considering your New Year's resolutions, uh, take a second to consider this. According to a study published by the University of Scranton, just 8% of people manage to successfully stick to their New Year's resolutions. Let me put that another way. Over 80% of people listening to this right now will crash and burn with their New Year's resolutions. They'll never change the things that they want to change. They'll remain the same year after year, no matter how badly they want it. So let me go back to something I said. I said if willpower is the only thing on your side when it comes to changing your habits, you may as well give up now. What do I mean by that? Well, our habits are more often than not reliant on our environment. So, for example, it's hard using willpower alone to eat healthily if your cupboards and fridge are full of shit foods that you know will tempt you. You've set your environment up to fail. It's hard using willpower alone to use social media apps, less if you keep them installed on your phone and stay logged in and keep your notifications turned on ready to hijack your attention 23 times throughout the day. You've set your environment up to fail. It's hard using willpower alone to not drink for the whole of January if you have beers in your fridge and your usual social diary in action, and no compelling reason to give to your friends when they're trying to peer pressure you into downing some Jaegers on a random Friday night in January. You will have set your environment up to fail. Bin the shit foods and stock your fridge full of things that you know you should eat. Log out of your social media apps each time you finish using them. Get rid of your stockpile of beers from over Christmas, and make it clear to your friends that you're doing dry January. Whatever example I use here, whatever your New Year's resolutions are, the first step to achieving them is creating an environment in which they become way more likely, way easier. You need to stack the odds massively in your favour. Our habits are strong and willpower alone is is limited. So do yourself a favour by making your New Year's resolutions this time around piss easy to stick to. And so that's what I've been working on over this Christmas period. 
I've been working backwards from the habits that I want to instantiate next year by putting systems and environments in place to make them as easy as possible to hit, to make them almost inevitable. So for better financial habits and decision making next year, I've made a series of spreadsheets that have my budget of outgoings, uh, a record of my income, uh, a priority list of the big purchases I want to make next year ordered by how big of a tangible impact they'll make on my life. To allow for me to learn and improve in a more intentional way, I'm spending the next few days over Christmas creating a month-by-month plan of the things that I'm going to learn about next year. Again, prioritised in order of how big an impact each of them will make on my life. To improve my sleep, I've made a bunch of changes to my bedroom like I mentioned. I've improved my nighttime routine to help me get to sleep easier. I've bought a whoop band to track to some level of accuracy my sleep and the sleep that I need. And I've made a bunch of changes to make it way easier for me to do something that I'm terrible at, particularly in the winter months, which is getting out of bed. Most people have New Year's resolutions. A few people understand that New Year's resolutions are really just habits, but even fewer people understand that habits are won or lost based on the environment you create. So do yourself a favour. Stick to your resolutions this year by designing an environment that makes it almost impossible to do otherwise. And then there's, there's one more thing that I've been thinking about this week. And this is going to sound weird, but I've been thinking about being a hypocrite. Or perhaps, put in a more appropriate way, about being somewhat contradictory. Let me explain. I typically record these episodes three to four days before they're published. So right now, you're listening to a past version of me. And that means that when I listen back to these podcasts, my present self is listening to a past version of myself. I'm listening to the thoughts that I once had and the things that I once said. And although those two versions of me are only a few days apart, they're sometimes two entirely different people. Uh, So let me give you an example, the example that made me think of this. And the example itself is actually quite unimportant, quite silly, uh, but I think it speaks to a bigger point. So Last week, I spoke on this podcast about cutting down on my social media usage. And I told you that at the time of recording, I had deleted Snapchat from my phone and that I only checked it once a week. So I reinstalled it once a week to check it. And at the time of recording, that was true. But by the time I listened back just a few days later, that wasn't the case. Snapchat was back on my phone and I was using it and I still am using it to message my friends. But I'd managed to contradict myself in the space of four days, to go from one extreme to another, to be, some would say, a hypocrite. But there's a reason that I'm telling you this, and it's this, I don't really care. I'm sure that from the outside looking in to some people, my life must look quite clinical. Some of the weird shit I try and the habits I follow and the self-discipline that I try and make a part of my life, they must make the way I live seem very rigid. And honestly, friends have said this to me before. I'm, I'm thinking right now of a particular conversation a few months back when somebody told me that I need to live in the moment a bit more and stop being so focused on my goals. But here's the thing. 
I do live in the moment. These habits and these experiments and these weird things that I do, they're just a framework. They're a framework that's always moving and shifting and learning. And one that's there to actually serve me to live a better life in the moment. And so that means that the second that something doesn't work or gets in the way or just for one reason or another doesn't feel right in the moment, I'm happy to drop it. I had two options the other day when I wanted to download Snapchat to read some messages. I could have either remained congruent with a previous version of myself and abstained and not read those messages and I would argue achieve nothing from it. Or I could have said fuck it and realised that the rule that I had previously applied was somewhat arbitrary and didn't actually serve me and contradict a previous version of myself. And in that case, I chose the latter. Sometimes you need to remain congruent. Sometimes you need to say fuck it and be happy to go against a previous version of yourself. Sometimes I have self-discipline. Other times I say fuck it. Because we all do. Every single one of us. And that's okay. And I just want to say that because, like I say, from previous conversations, I know that people, particularly people I know, I'm not so sure about people I've never spoken to who might be listening to this, but people who know me well think that I live this very clinical, this very rigid life. And I don't. Like, we're all human. You know, my willpower runs out every now and then. Sometimes I say fuck it. And that's okay. Like, I don't want to build a false impression to anybody listening to this to make you know, that the habits that you're following, for example, seem uh, pointless if you fail them after three days or 30 days, because we all do. And so that's the point here. Like, we're all human. Sometimes I stick to things very firmly, and other times I just don't. And so that's it. For this week, that's that's everything. Uh, As always, I really do, again, want to say thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this. I do hope that you found something in here relatable or interesting. Uh, If you want to know when new episodes drop, make sure that you're either following on Spotify or subscribed on Apple Podcasts. Or you can follow me on Instagram where I'm Spooner Sean. That's S-P-O-O-N-E-R-S-E-A-N. I always make sure to post when a new episode goes live so that you'll know. And yeah, that's it. The next time we will speak, it will be 2020. And so... I guess with that in mind, there's there's two things I want to say. The first is that if you are thinking about setting yourself some New Year's resolutions, uh, whether you're thinking of something huge or just a couple of new habits that, that might improve your day-to-day life, please do let me know what they are because I'd actually really like to help you stay accountable. You can message me on Instagram. Like I say, my username there is SpoonerSean. And what I'll do is if you just drop me a message, drop me a DM, tell me your New Year's resolutions... Um, at some point towards the end of January, I'll make sure that I check in with you and just see how things are going because sometimes that's all we need. We just need a tiny amount of external accountability to cut through our own bullshit and just, just stick to something. So drop me a message if you're thinking of New Year's resolutions and I, this year, will try and be that person for you. And the second thing I want to say is that, look, if 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 you're going out on New Year's Eve, no matter what you're doing... I hope you have a good time. Uh, Thank you to uh, everybody who's listened to this so far and in turn been a small part of my life. I look forward to doing this for at least the next 48 weeks in 2020. Uh, Yeah, and I'm just excited 
to see what next year brings. Uh, but before then, I'll see you back here next Friday for another episode of Life and Lessons. See you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.